City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. I am speaking today with John Adair, who is the Director of Public Works for the town of Surfside Beach. John, welcome to the podcast. Great, Russell. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. We will be talking about Surfside Beach's Third Avenue South project. Uh, this is the infrastructure and streetscaping project that won one of the 2021 Achievement Awards from the Municipal Association. As I understand, it covers a portion of the town's commercial district that had historically received less attention than the main drag itself, uh, Surfside Drive. Third Avenue, as I understand, had more business turnover, so the town wanted to give the block more attention on everything from drainage to parking, sidewalks, utilities, streetlights, all sorts of things. So to begin this discussion, John Ken, you talk about the development trends in Surfside that led the town to decide to pursue upgrades on 3rd Avenue South. Well, in Surfside Beach, uh, for those who know Surfside Beach, we're a very small town. We're only two square miles approximately overall. Uh, we have two two business districts. Uh, all, we, Highway 17 business runs through the town, and a lot of that is through traffic. Uh, our, our town itself has two main business areas. One of them is small in the one block off of Highway 17 business, and there's one down by the beach where our pier area is. Uh, there's several businesses down there, you know, uh, 10, 10 or so, and then up on top between Highway 17 business and the first block in, which is Poplar Drive, uh, we have a few blocks of business activity. Mm-hmm. This commercial zone up closer to Highway 17 that our town hall is in that zone, as well as a couple of large uh, a gas station and whatnot. But there is a section of it that is part of that uh, commercial district, but was ignored for many many years. It's one of the original blocks in town, in fact. And we had vi- we had visualized uh, probably about six years ago doing something to attract people to that area. It had turned into a block where there really wasn't many walk-in type businesses that because of mm-hmm. a lack of interest it housed and still houses some of them things like uh, a, a roofing company a, uh, a window tinting company uh, not really like a restaurant or a retail shop that you would walk into and largely that's because of there, there, there was really no reason for anybody to go over there so we uh, we decided uh, our planning and zoning director brought it up at a meeting in, I believe, 2015, that we needed to do a similar type of streetscape project for this 3rd Avenue South as we did back in 2011 for our Surfside Drive, our main corridor going through the area. And uh, and light bulbs started to go off after that, and the planning process began. And it wasn't until late 2018, uh, you know, mid-2018, when we started actually putting, uh, we budgeted money to get it done. So, so to talk about planning, um, there are all sorts of things that 
go into a multifaceted project like this. Could you tell us about that part of it? You know, there was the the ownership transfer from uh, the State Department of Transportation funding, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, the the first obstacle was that the, the, the street, 3rd Avenue South, was a state road that ran from all the way from Highway 17 all the way to the beach, really. And we knew that we wouldn't be able to do everything that we wanted to do to the road under DOT ownership. So we applied and received um, DOT ownership for that one block off of Highway 17. They retained ownership for the rest of it, and that enabled us to really uh, put pen to paper and uh, and come up with a design. The, the original thought was to just do uh, wider sidewalks and maybe some landscaping, and that developed over time with the multiple stakeholders from our town council, from some of the businesses, what they would like to see. And it became apparent that we, we could really make a difference over here. And so we started to bring in uh, things like additional drainage, uh, road resurfacing. There is an alley that runs behind the businesses, which is basically between 3rd Avenue South and Surfside Drive that was really in bad shape as far as the the, 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 the pavement and uh, the overhead wires. It was really a jumble of various communication and electric wires, and uh, we thought it would be real nice to incorporate this as an underground wiring project as well with Sandy Cooper, uh, who we have a franchise fund with. Mm-hmm. So we moved forward from there, and uh, we uh, safe parking was a big consideration. The previous street was pretty haphazard. There was there was only a, a very small sidewalk, maybe a three or four foot sidewalk that ran alongside the building. There's zero lot lines. So the, building, mm-hmm. the businesses are all the way out to their property line. So there wasn't a lot of room for sidewalk. But we knew that in order to people to uh, patronize stores, they need a safe place to park and, and get out of their vehicles. So we, we, it was a parking project. It was an underground wiring project. It was a drainage project, as well as beautification. For drainage, you know, drainage has become huge for so many cities and towns. With the new drainage there, how much more water does it move than it used to in a heavy downpour? Well, it, it's probably the same amount of water. We, we, we just put it underground. We've added uh, probably a dozen different catch basins where there were none, you know, just so people aren't mm-hmm. standing in it. There, there, there was drainage at the. It, it's sort of a, on a on a a grade going down to the east towards the beach, the, the block. So we had drainage mm-hmm. on the corners, but mid-block there really wasn't any. So, uh, you know, we, we added a bunch, and we put some infiltration in as well to uh, enable the, some, some of that storm water to infiltrate into the soils rather than just being moved downstream. All of this top-to-bottom work, uh, what has it done for the business environment on that street? Well, it's done real well. I think that the the business, uh, you know, we, we went into this right from the beginning with uh, the business owners and the property owners in mind, and we included them in a lot of the discussions leading up to it. What would they like to see? Our goal, of course, as a town is to have as many uh uh, businesses thriving on the block as possible and really showcase Surfside Beach as a place, a destination for people to go and shop and eat and things like that, you know, besides our beach, of course. 
So we included uh, some of the business owners in our meetings and our uh, planning uh, strategy. We visited after the project was bid out. We visited all the businesses, and uh, we had handouts, and we answered everybody's questions. We put the contractor in personal communication with all the businesses on the block, um, you know, and, and, and they, they maintained communication throughout. So there really wasn't any complaints of the disruptions, you know, very minor, and, and it really worked out well. And, and, and moving forward, you know, the, the one major business on the block that was pre-existing, which is Benjamin's Bagels, they've been in town for well over 25 years. Uh, they've mm-hmm. put out a sidewalk cafe on the larger sidewalks with a permit from the town, and, uh, and they took advantage of a uh, facade grant that we had available, and they put a new awning up to really draw attention to their corner. And uh, mm-hmm. and they seem to be doing really well. They've taken on uh, an additional line of their business for uh, coffee grinding. They're uh, selling a lot of ground coffee now from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really taking off. Some of the other storefronts hope to be, as the leases expire, the current people, and hopefully it will turn over to you know more of a retail uh, dining type of experience. When you mentioned the beautification, uh, what all – Plantings went in on Third Avenue South. Well, the um, the beds that were established, we we didn't have a formal landscape plan with the uh, with our engineers. Our town grounds department really, once the project was substantially complete, my town grounds department really came through and planted all the beds with uh, palm trees. We actually relocated a couple of palm trees from somewhere else. To the to the site, uh, knockout rose bushes, some native grasses are growing, uh, as well as hanging baskets of flowers from the light poles. We we put, we installed. We had uh, Santi Cooper install some decorative street lights along the block, mm-hmm. about six or seven of them, and uh, with the hanging uh, flower baskets, it really it, it really attracts attention to the block for people coming by. All, yeah, the hanging baskets can, can always make it pop, and they tend to be pretty thirsty in the summer, don't they? Oh, yeah, yes. We spend a great deal of time watering our hanging baskets, but uh, <laughs> the people seem to really like them. So for Surfside Beach's commercial district and, you know, just taking care of the, the infrastructure needs in the town, what's what's next in all of that? Well, we're hoping that, you know, the town population has gone up. It's that's evidenced in the 2020 census numbers. Many people have told us that they, they prefer to come and shop and dine at Surfside Beach than a lot of the neighboring communities uh, because we do have that low-key welcoming feel. We're not, we're not built up. We're not, we, don't have, we don't have high-rise buildings in town. Uh, people enjoy walking. Walkability was a big part of a lot of what we try to do uh, with our business districts. We try to put the wide sidewalks in. We try to encourage people to park their car and walk around and patronize the stores and restaurants and uh, and bars and things like that. And you can really walk straight down Surfside Drive. We have sidewalks on either side of the street all the way down to the pier to our, you know, our C3 uh, commercial area, which is down by the pier, a couple blocks on either side of the pier. The, the walkability was a big factor for us. A question that in these podcasts I I pose to 
everyone involved with any of the achievement awards. What would you say other cities and towns around South Carolina could learn from what Surfside Beach has done with this project? Well, I mean, having a vision of of what you would like it to be, uh, I know a lot of the most successful towns and cities in South Carolina, you, you could tell the ones that have good vision because it's a it's a it's a real cohesive look. It's a cohesive way of planning. the The funding was a big thing for us. This project, exclusive of the engineering, was close to eight hundred thousand dollars altogether uh, that we uh, had a, a, a contract for, and we pretty much got it all paid for from other sources, uh, out of except for the you know, outside the town. Uh, general funds and mm-hmm. uh, uh, capital funds. We applied for and received uh, $225,000 from the uh, County Transportation Committee uh, using C mm-hmm. funds, which is the uh, gas tax money that we, we have coming to us. Uh, yeah. Our mayor went to bat for us with the uh, people at the PARD, the Parks and Recreation their capital uh, fund, the capital reserve fund, was able to give us two hundred and sixty thousand dollars for the project, and we received uh, reimbursements from Sandy Cooper, our franchise fund for the underground wiring portion, burying all the wires on the block and in the alley behind the businesses, of uh, over three hundred thousand dollars. Also, so the net cost for the town really was uh, just the engineering cost of maybe seventy thousand dollars or so. So really, it, you can do great things if you get creative and you're willing to put the work in uh, to look for the money. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, funding sources out there that you have available that um, you know can be useful towards the same project. So uh, for a small town with a limited budget, I think we did pretty well. Absolutely, and when you talk about the the vision, I can understand that intentionality of there was this street as it existed previously and the town decided it wanted something more for that street and found a way to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean if you if you have a commercial district, you know, as a, a small town that that has limited potential for growth as far as uh, getting bigger, we don't really plan on doing annexation. You have to make the most of what you have. So if you have a commercial mm-hmm. district that's uh, X amount of blocks long, you should be able to try to maximize that to the maximum extent that you can. Well, for our listeners, if you would like to learn more about this project, I would invite you to check out the information on this and all of the other Achievement Awards on the Municipal Association's website. That is www.masc.sc, and you can search for the keyword achievement awards there is a there is a video on this one as there is for all the others and with that john thank you so much for joining me for a few minutes today to talk about this well thanks russell i really appreciate you uh, showcasing this project we're pretty proud of it the city quick connect podcast is one of several ways the municipal association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook 
Twitter and Instagram.